0: This is John Gramstrand, and I'm a Certified Energy Specialist for CHS Ag Services in Stephen, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions
1: for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have reports from Whitney Pittman and Tyler Donaldson, too. Congress passed another stopgap spending measure and avoided a government shutdown. The bill now goes to President Biden for his signature. The bill funds agriculture, transportation, energy, and other departments until March 1st. The rest of the government funded through March 8th. North Dakota Senator John Hoeven, who is the ranking member of the Agriculture Appropriations Committee, voted for the CR, but said Congress needs to get back to regular order and pass these bills on an annual basis. Min
0: Ag Expo concluded yesterday in Mankato. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman recaps the event.
2: Joining us is Adam Burr, Minnesota Corn Executive Director. Annual meeting is uh, concluded. What were some of the the big takeaways here from this morning? I guess, first of all, talking on the the policy side of things, resolutions, what did we hear there from growers?
3: Yeah, it was a pretty short uh, meeting this year and resolutions, which tells me that uh, I think our book uh, probably covers a lot of the issues that folks anticipate in Cummings, is kind of what I read into that. there was nothing uh, too controversial offered. It was a lot of tidying up and some edits to existing resolutions. The book has really evolved and I think we're prepared to take on whatever issues arise uh, at the Capitol.
2: What are some of those big-ticket items at the Capitol that you guys are, are looking forward to advocating for?
3: Yeah, I think uh, we're going to you know have to do some work on crop protection and protecting crop protection tools and really establishing the linkage that there is between productivity uh, and the tools that we need to maintain productivity and sustainability. I think those two go hand-in-hand hand with one another, and I think as we're doing outreach, particularly with uh, some of our urban friends, talking about how critical those tools are to maintaining and increasing productivity productivity. productivity.
2: This year isn't a budget year, it's more of a policy year, so there's some things, others have have talked about playing a little bit of defense.
3: Yeah, yeah, like I said, I think we're going to be a little more in a defensive mode on some of the, you know, agricultural drainage issues, crop protection tools uh those sorts of things so because it is a policy year. it's also a short session this year and of course on the federal side i think there's a lot of interest in trying to get a farm bill passed and we're getting some signals that there might be some opportunity in march to get something passed and i think that would be good i think we would all like to see to get a farm bill passed and put that behind us as well
2: absolutely so i uh, also had some awards here today some some people recognized
3: yeah, recognized uh, Jeff Harrison, who we work with out in DC, uh, that have a long standing relationship with us. He's been instrumental in making sure. Uh,
2: anything else from MinAg Expo in general that you want to touch on and, and talk about here before we let you go?
3: Yeah, it's also a great opportunity, both in the meeting and, and in the trade show, to talk about uh, our investment with the checkoff that we're doing. And, trade and new uses and research at the university of minnesota you know as we talk about some of these issues we're going to face around nitrogen we've been investing uh, for decades into nitrogen research and so we feel well equipped that we have the science behind us as we go and, and uh, advocate on those issues
2: great to catch up with you here at MinAg expo again adam Bird joining us on the red river farm network
1: the international trade commission upheld its previous decision for duties on phosphate fertilizers imported from morocco and russia The U.S. Court of International Trade will now review the decision and issue a final ruling. The Commerce Department will also weigh in on this issue. Mosaic launched this uh, uh, issue in 2022, claiming foreign companies were involved in unfair trading practices. The National Corn Growers Association has released a statement saying it is disappointed in the ITC decision. NCGA said it will continue to fight for the elimination or lowering of these tariffs.
0: The Federal Maritime Commission has scheduled a February 7th hearing to consider how U.S. containerized shippers are being affected by the attacks on the Red Sea. This follows the Commission's decision to allow several container shipping companies to increase freight rates or add emergency surcharges sooner than they normally would. According to Drury's World Container Index, the average global container freight rates rose 102% since mid-December.
1: Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow has outlined her plan to strengthen the safety net in the new farm bill. In a letter to her committee, Stabenow said farm programs must be targeted to active farmers and adjusted to provide more flexibility. Stabenow cited cotton programs that offer a choice between a traditional base acre program and an area-based crop insurance policy. Stabenow said similar options should be available to all commodities in the new farm bill. This is the Red River Farm Network.
0: Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. The Houthi attacks on the Red Sea have primarily targeted containerized shipments. U.S. Grains Council Vice President uh, Gary Sifrath said companies moving bulk commodities like corn are also trying to avoid the Red Sea. These vessels are now going south of Africa to reach Asia.
4: If I'm going around the Cape of Good Hope from New Orleans, um, to get to let's say Japan that's going to add about 16 days t- uh, to the sale versus going through the canal um, so longer shipping periods which means more fuel to get there, which means higher uh, tra- ocean transportation, which adds to the landed costs of of U.S. corn, let's say into Japan or, or South Korea, um, and so that that's hurting uh, how much corn we can load out of the, out of the U.S. Gulf, uh, the New Orleans area, to get to those markets.
0: The Minnesota native said that means more corn may be moving out of the Pacific Northwest. Commodities going to Central America and South America are facing transportation problems of their own,
4: with the Panama Canal also turning to the uh, PNW. So we've seen some corn vessels loaded for Guatemala and Colombia and El Salvador actually coming out of that Pacific Northwest, which is quite uh, unique uh, to see happen. So the, the the grain industry is making those shifts, but it's adding cost in some cases and adding uh, some headaches and making people look uh, long, more long term as they're looking to where they're going to buy uh, corn out of the U.S. from.
0: And Carrie Sifra, part of the MinAg Expo, and said major global customers are also looking for sustainable aviation fuel.
1: The grain markets ended higher yesterday without a lot of fresh bullish news. The Money Farm owner, Allison Thompson, says a technical trade lifted that game.
5: You know, we actually turned it around quite nicely going into the close. actually a green screen across the board, especially on the grain state, which is good to see. It's definitely been a while. It seems like forever since we've seen some higher closes here. So it's definitely a welcome sign, Um, but what turned it is obviously the big question we've gotten today, and nothing's changed fundamentally, technically. uh, We still remain in a downtrend.
1: Thompson is looking for fresh bullish news to sustain a rally.
5: But we're going to need to see the momentum continue to the upside um, from here, and that's going to take some positive news to do. And until we see something like that to give us some good follow-through and get back above some resistance levels across the board, um, we don't have any proof other than it could be just a uh, bear market rally for right now. So hopefully we see more to come and we see some shifting in some ideas and what the market sentiment currently is again demand South American weather you remain pretty hot topic.
0: The lack of demand continues to be a cloud over the market. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo says the lack of demand from China is a major factor.
6: We can't shake the China deflation and, and poor commodity demand mantra that the, that the market has built up. It's, it's almost become endemic in this market that even if you get good news, um, you're going to worry about China not being there for the demand side. And I think it goes right back to the USDA numbers last week. Yes, we saw a bigger yield increase in the United States, but we saw a big drop in harvested acres. And so if you look at the world numbers, almost all those world numbers, as far as world corn supplies, production, ending stocks going up, it was all China. And if you looked at the world less China, uh, it barely moved versus the month of December. And I was, I was very um, surprised to see the trade not scrutinize that more, especially trade people like me that do their own analysis.
0: And Zuzla watching for demand to pick up.
6: I think 2024 is shaping up to the best cure for low prices is low prices and a demand-led bottom. And I would look at the crude oil and the wheat market as the two leading indicators for that. And I'm thinking that by the time we get to March, if we keep on this track, we will have priced in a lot of China negativity.
1: All ethanol plants that belong to the Minnesota Biofuels Association have committed to have a net zero or net negative carbon intensity score by 2050. Executive Director Brian Werner says there's several ways to get to that goal. One is,
0: you know, do, uh, doing energy efficiency measures at the plants. One is uh, working with our feedstock growers to make sure that we're lowering the CI score of uh, the carbon intensity score of the of the corn that's being
1: grown. And then the last one is, what do we do with the carbon dioxide from the fermentation process? In the last legislative session, biofuel infrastructure grants were made available to bring higher blends of ethanol to the consumer. What we've found, and the data that
0: the Minnesota Department of Commerce puts out, backs this up, is that as consumers have
1: more access to low-carbon fuels like E15, E85, they increasingly purchase them. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network.
0: Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The annual South Dakota Corn Conference will be held this weekend in Sioux Falls. Red River Farm Network farm
7: broadcaster Tyler Donaldson has more. My guest today is South Dakota Corn Growers Association Vice President Taylor Sumption. Taylor, what can you share with us about the upcoming conference? Any interesting topics uh, that you guys are excited about?
8: Yeah, our 30th annual conference is coming up this Saturday. Start off at 10 in the morning. Our focus, I mean we got got some hot topics out there with foreign ag ownership, you know with legislation legislation kicking off in South Dakota. Right now we've got foreign ag ownership as a topic, the, the CO2 pipelines um, you know, a lot of a lot of moving parts this year, so we're looking forward to getting some good feedback from, from our grower members on, on direction on some of that. We've got our corn yield contest winners, and uh, we're really focusing on membership, trying to grow our memberships. So we've we've come out with some new membership options, student memberships, and then couple memberships to try and engage more people with South Dakota corn.
7: How are things looking so far for South Dakota corn going into the 2024 spring season?
8: You know, we grew a big crop again. Um, that we've got to get through and, you know, where usage has, is, is really been the, is the, is kind of the Achilles heel in it, I think, You're looking at the numbers more so than, than, I mean, production obviously didn't help, but, um, we need to get our usage up. That's, you know, and that's, you know, part of corn is looking for new uses, new ways to expand those markets, uh, and also expand the markets we, we currently have. So that's, that's something that, you know, we, we put a, a lot of focus on.
7: What sort of role do events like the South Dakota Corn Conference play, and how important are they to groups like the South Dakota Corn Growers Association and other local farmers?
8: Um, You know, the highlight of all these events is the networking, meeting other producers, talking through different things, the direction of of agriculture moving into 24, and um, I'm excited. I I hope to see a lot of new faces there, and we can uh, get some more engagement from our corn growers across the state.
7: Thanks, Taylor. For the Red River Farm Network, I'm Tyler Donaldson.
1: Titan Machinery co-founders David Meyer and Peter Christensen will be inducted into the Farm Equipment Hall of Fame. West Fargo-based Titan Machinery was founded in 1980, now has over 100 locations in the United States, Europe, and Austria. In markets we are higher this morning, three cents, uh, I'm sorry, five cents better for Minneapolis wheat, the March contract at 6.93. Chicago wheat for March three higher, and the hard red winter wheat, March, three and a quarter higher. March corn gains a penny. Four forty-five is the quote. March soybeans, twelve twenty-one, seven and a half higher. Keep in mind, we do have a USDA cattle feed report that's coming out this afternoon. It is Bean Day going on today in Fargo. Registration starting uh, this morning at eight o'clock. Uh, they'll have their first speaker at nine o'clock. The Red River Farm Network will be broadcasting. Agriculture Today, courtesy of the good folks at BASF, direct from Bean Day. And keep in mind, the American Farm Bureau Federation Convention, starting today, it's going on in Salt Lake City, Utah. We'll have coverage right here. Whitney Pittman reporting from that meeting. Have a great day and a great weekend. We'll see you at Bean Day. This is the Red River Farm Network.